Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ben Wan, the senior Batman correspondent of Superhouse Live, and you're listening to the end credit song from the animated movie Batman Year One. Score by Christopher Drake, though it does sound a lot like Moby's cover of New Dawn Fades by Joy Division. I like the feel of it, it fit the end of Year One, and it fits basically my theme for our solo episodes. Today, we're going to be talking about what everybody's been talking about, which is the casting of Batman. It seems official. Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman for the Matt Reeves movie. Uh, it's interesting because a few weeks ago, this was sort of first announced but not confirmed, and it was right around the time of my birthday. A few years ago, uh, on Andrew's birthday, it uh, they announced that Ben Affleck was going to take over the role. So I guess Andrew and I are Batman birthday brothers. So... Before I start, just to give a heads up, this is going to be my first solo episode. Andrew is on vacation right now. I do not have the benefit of his microphone, so apologies in advance if the sound quality is not what you're used to. I'll do my best here. Anyway, uh, it's been an interesting couple days, or interesting couple weeks, depending on how long you've been following the news, because this has been a rather controversial casting. But when isn't Batman casting controversial? I mean, it started with Michael Keaton in 89, then kind of, I mean, definitely with Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, kind of with Anne Hathaway with The Dark Knight Rises on Cat- Catwoman, definitely with Ben Affleck on uh, Batman vs. Superman, and now absolutely with Pattinson in this role. Uh, people are citing Twilight, people are saying he's just too much of a too much of a dweeb, sparkly vampire, blah, 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 blah. Um, I kind of wrote something that sort of seems like I'm agreeing with them, but I'll read it out. Uh, to me, Robert Pattinson is a pretty boy, more known for his looks than his talent, more associated with screaming fangirls than being intimidating enough to go toe-to-toe with hardened criminals. Due to his reputation, he's probably the furthest person anyone can think of as Batman. In other words, he's a real-life Bruce Wayne. Let's think about this for a second. Pattinson is known, or at least has a history, of having... Basically, being a party guy, having a whole bunch of girls in love with him, nobody has really been taking him seriously, and yet, behind it all, if you've actually been following his filmography after Twilight, uh, he has a hidden talent for taking on other personas. That sounds like Bruce Wayne to me. So, as you can tell, I'm in full support of Pattinson here, because judging Twilight, judging him on Twilight is like judging Michael Keaton on Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice. Or having judged Heath Ledger on Brokeback Mountain, which still, by the way, was a still a good performance. But still, all of these were fine performances. They just weren't uh, what people had in mind in it. But this is also why people in Hollywood uh, know what they're doing. Or at least most of the time, they should be know what they're doing. At least with the Batman casts, a majority of the time, they know what they're doing from a casting perspective. This is a similar thing. Pattinson is, he's a British actor with a wide range, can do a whole variety of accents. Uh, After Twilight, he's been in Cronenberg's movies. He's acted against Paul Giamatti. Uh, He's acting against William Dafoe in this upcoming uh, movie, The Lighthouse. He's been cast by Chris Nolan in the new Chris Nolan movie. Uh, If anything, Pattinson is reminiscent of Christian Bale. He's reminiscent of Bale's sort of wide character range and everything. He's basically a Christian Bale decided to do a teen franchise before having taken on the role. Of course, Bale would have been more controversial back in 2003 or so when he got first got cast. So 
to me, Pattinson is very much in that realm. Um, I have not seen Twilight. I'm not really planning to either. But uh, regardless of his performance in there, the thing is, uh, acting isn't like something that you're set with. You can't just judge somebody's acting range from their early work. Because as they get better, as they get further and further in their careers, they get better and better. That's how acting works. Now, I'm not an actor, but the only reason I know that is because I know acting is a skill. And skills don't, basically aren't stagnant. The more you do them, the better you get. That's just a fact. So in this case, even if, say, he was terrible in the Twilight movies, he still has been a great actor in the past few movies that people have seen him in. Everybody keeps talking about this Good Time movie uh, that he was in a couple years ago. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, I watched recently Cosmopolis, which is the first team-up that he had with Cronenberg. Uh, there he plays a uh, billionaire who's kind of a womanizer and is a little bored and has a bit of a darkness to him. Perfect for Bruce Wayne. Now, don't expect watching the movie just to feel like he is Bruce Wayne. I'm just saying the similarities are there, and the way he plays him, I can easily see him sort of channeling when he's playing the role, just like Christian Bale did when he played Patrick Bateman and then took on Bruce Wayne and had sort of Patrick Bateman-esque qualities to him in that. Um, so to check out his other work that's not Twilight-related, uh, he has both Cosmopolis and Good Time, and I think Damsel, maybe, on um, Amazon Prime. Damsel, I've seen a clip of it, and he is unrecognizable in how he plays the role. Um, he can go from, obviously he's English, but he can play just standard American accent. Um, he plays a Southerner in Damsel, which is like a Western comedy. He plays a different type of Southerner in The Rover, which is on Netflix. Um, he's played T.E. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia, in a Nicole Kidman movie. He's um, a couple uh, other movies that I saw on Netflix. Luckily, he's got a ton of shit on Netflix. I just don't know why nobody's watching it at this point. Um, he was in this movie called Life, uh, where he's a, photo a photographer, reporter guy, following James Dean around. I basically intend to, to watch all of these just to get an idea of his range, but from all the clips I've seen... He's absolutely somebody who's got the range to pull off Bruce Wayne. Uh, that, which brings me to another thing, though. Uh, Janet Batchelor, who co-wrote uh, Batman Forever, said to me on my Facebook wall that the studio cast for Bruce Wayne, Batman, is mostly a stuntman. Which, if you think about it, is probably true. Or, I mean, it is true in her case. I mean, she helped work on a Batman movie. She probably knows better than most of us on how this works. But for Batman films... A majority of the time, that's not Christian Bale fighting. That's not Ben Affleck fighting. And if it is Christian Bale fighting or so, you can tell. There are certain fight sequences in Batman Begins or Dark Knight where you can tell that that's not somebody who's quite a trained fighter compared to other sequences in there. Uh, for most of the time, then, close-ups and everything would just be the actor in the cowl. But even then, it almost doesn't matter who's in the role. Which, to me, sort of, like, it, that might seem alarming, but let me explain. It almost doesn't matter who takes on the Batman role, because what really matters, especially when it comes to Batman, is the director and the director's vision. If you think about it, Michael Keaton as Batman sounds just completely absurd at the time, and it did. But it fit for Tim Burton's version. 
Just imagine, though, if he had, if there was another actor in there. Let's say George Clooney took on one of the Tim Burton movies. We would probably be talking to him about him a lot differently. Some part of me wonders what would have happened if Nolan cast Ben Affleck in the Dark Knight trilogy and Snyder cast Bale in Batman vs. Superman. We'd probably be saying that Ben Affleck was one of the best Batmans purely based off of the movie that he was surrounded off of. And then we would say that Bale eh, could have been better, but like he had so much material to work with. Everything that Batman actors have been judged on is on the quality of the rest of the movies. I mean, let's be honest here. For me, um, Ben Affleck's Batman, to me, is underrated. I think his reputation outside of the role kind of hurt him in other people's eyes, which is why not a lot of people sort of regard him highly in it. But I would have taken a trilogy of Batman, of Ben Affleck Batman movies um, over a majority of the other actors who played him just because of how many qualities he had for that role. And I also preferred how he played it over how Christian Bale played it. I did not, I'm on record for this, I did not care for how Bale had did the growl, I did not care for the voice of any of it. I felt that out of all the things that Nolan had solidified in the trilogy, it was kind of a shame that the most ridiculous element of it was Batman himself and how he acted. So, you know, as much as I give Pattinson props for being sort of Bale-like in range, I hope he doesn't repeat Bale's mistakes in uh, doing that, which hopefully he won't because, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want his Batman to become a meme either. Outside of Pattinson, it looks like there's a lot of rumors or different uh, conflicting stories coming around. Uh, it's said that uh, this is going to be an origin story, at least in Deadline. However... I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Matt Reeves is on record from a while back that he uh, didn't want to do another origin story, that this is going to be a little different. Um, I would rather trust him than some random trade that's probably making speculation about why they're casting a young Batman. Um, also, it was on record that Pattinson was the youngest actor to play Batman. That's not even true. You have Robert Lowry, yeah, Robert Lowry, no, not Robert Lowry, Lewis Wilson, sorry. The very first actor who played Batman was 23. Bale, when he was cast, was like 29, I think. And beating all of them would probably be David Mazous in Gotham, who technically played the role in the finale, uh, and that dude's only like 18. So Pattinson isn't even close to being the youngest actor. He just seems young in comparison to the, sort of the, his predecessor being Affleck. Speaking of Affleck, uh, Deadline is also reporting that this is not intended to be a prequel to, uh, or can any have any connection to the version that Ben Affleck played, or that Zack Snyder brought to life. To be honest, I'm grateful for that, and that's as somebody who liked Affleck's performance in the role, however, the scripts he was given and the vision that he was asked to carry out is not my favorite version of it. Um... I did not, like, if they did a prequel of it, then they'd be sort of bound to eventually turn this Batman into a murderous version of him. And there'd also be some weird stuff they'd have to abide by. Like, the reason why, apparently in Batman vs. Superman, the reason why Wayne Manor isn't being used is, according to Zack Snyder, Bruce, when he was, like, 18 or so, or when he went off to on his travels, he just abandoned Wayne Manor and never wanted to live in it, and so he let it go to rot. Uh, it's interesting for his vision of it, but it's not something that I'd prefer. 
uh, in it. I'd, I'm more of a comic book purist. I'd prefer to see the version that I read in the comics, to be honest. Um, also, since it's not a prequel to the Ben Affleck version, it's not connected in any way, it's then pretty likely uh, that we're going to see new versions of Alfred and Gordon and that Jeremy Irons and J.K. Simmons won't be coming back. Which, again, I'm fine with. Those guys are fine actors. They could have been... They could have been, you know, more memorable in the roles if they were given the right material. Again, if you put Affleck, Irons, and Simmons in those roles in the Dark Knight trilogy, we would all be thinking those guys were the definitive versions of those characters. Uh, but yeah, I'm overall, I'm glad that it's not continuing the Zack Snyder version of things, uh, because Matt Reeves deserves to have his own take on it. He deserves to try things out on his own and not be hampered by trying to make this a prequel or trying to force this into taking place before a movie that wasn't really that well regarded and kind of was the beginning of the end of the DCEU in general. So I'm all for it on this case and just a clean slate and doing a new vision of Batman. Uh, there was a rumored cast list out that came out uh, a while back that um, I'm not convinced is real, but I'll read off what the cast was. Uh, they said it was, it's looking like the contenders were Vanessa Hudgens as Catwoman, Toby Kebbell as Scarecrow, Josh Gad as Penguin, uh, Richard E. Grant as Alfred, Theo Rossi as Bane, uh, Jason Clark as Thomas Wayne, and Carrie Russell as Martha Wayne. Now, that's a hell of a lot of cast, especially for the Waynes over there. Those might be the biggest actors to ever play the roles, if this is true. It seems unlikely to me, though, because of the fact that uh, Pattinson was just confirmed. It's really unlikely that they would actually cast anybody else before getting the main actor, because of how many, how much chemistry would be required between the uh, two leads and everything like that. It's just, especially like, there's no way that they cast Thomas Wayne before they cast Batman. That's just never going to happen. Um, also, Vanessa Hudgens sort of saw all this fan art that was coming out because of her being rumored for the role and started campaigning for it. And if she was really up for the role, she would never say anything on Instagram. So it's unlikely that any of these are going to happen. But uh, since these were rumored, I might as well just go on record for my opinions on them. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens as Catwoman uh, is not my favorite idea, but I'm sure she'd be okay. Uh, Powerless was basically my only exposure to her where it's set in the DC universe and she plays this sort of happy-go-lucky Wayne Industries employee. Uh, very different from the Catwoman role, though, and um, so we'd have to, I'd have to see. Uh, Toby Kebbell is Scarecrow. I'm not super familiar with him. He did play Doctor Doom in that Fantastic Four movie that everyone would like to forget. I'm sure he would want to redeem himself for it, but uh, I'm also sure there's other char- other actors who I'd prefer in the role. Uh, Josh Gad is Penguin. Now, that's a wild card. I think I've been talking about that on the podcast before. He is uh, not someone I think of as a menacing version of the Penguin. However, like if he really wants this role, which it seems like it, I'm sure he can channel something in order to get to that. Like, we've been surprised before. Again, I'm already on record here about supporting Pattinson that, you know, actors are hired to play different roles. That's their job. So just because Josh Gad is most famous for playing Olaf doesn't mean that he can't play a villain. Uh, It'd be cool to see him do a method acting thing like Heath Ledger did for Joker or even Danny DeVito did for Batman Returns. Like, let's be honest, before Ledger, 
DeVito probably transformed himself for the role the most in the in those 90s Batman movies, given how much prosthetics he had to wear and the voice he put on and the body language. It's a rather underrated performance and is basically the last time we saw Penguin on the big screen. I'd love to see a more comic book version of Penguin um, who sort of has his own vulnerability and... Uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, seems like an actual threat to Batman and not just a funny-looking man who he beats up for information. Uh, Theo Rossi as Bane, I don't really have... I don't know. I don't really... I'm not that familiar with him. I haven't seen Luke Cage. Apparently he was in it. Uh, all I ask for Bane is that he uh, sounds better than Tom Hardy. Uh, that Bane voice was ridiculous. I get it. I get the the take on it and everything, but I'd like to see... I'd just like to see the comic book version of Bane who's not a lackey of someone else and who is just as cunning and everything. Um, if he isn't as big as he is in the comics, that's okay. If he's a somewhat muscular dude who can go toe-to-toe with Bruce Wayne in both physical combat and in sort of mental combat, then I'm all for that. Uh, Richard E. Grant as Alfred. Honestly, I, I love the idea. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, whether it's uh, Doctor Who or... Um, he's, I mean, he's been in so much stuff, I've lost track. So if he gets the role, he could definitely do it in his sleep. I th- he's not really he's not somebody who was at the top of my list, because I wasn't even thinking about him. But uh, I'm sure he could do it. And again, as I've said on this podcast before, I'd love for Alfred to look like the comic book Alfred and not just be some random old guy who just looks the way he does. Um, please give us the mustache. And the tuxedo. That's all I ask. Uh, Jason Clark and Carrie Russell as the Waynes. I mean, do we even really need the Waynes in this movie? Um, uh, if if for some reason they play a big role in flashbacks, then I would understand. But I'm not really anticipating these roles to go to anybody big. Um, giving Jeffrey Dean Morgan and um, Lauren Cohen cameos in Batman vs Superman was probably as as big as those characters are going to get. Uh, in terms of the big screen, at least to me, the 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 biggest cameo casting for that was on the Brave and the Bold when they got Adam West and Julie Newmar to play Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne. Uh, so those are my thoughts on the rumored cast. Again, really think it's unlikely, but we'll see. Uh, Heroic Hollywood also mentioned today that Robin might be in this, which seems at first like a jump, um, but. To be honest, I I actually wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if this starts off with Bruce already living with Dick Grayson and mentoring him and having Robin sort of be the Dr. Watson to, to Batman's Holmes in this. Pattinson being about 33 or so, um, at first that might seem too young to have a Robin, but it's actually kind of perfect if you think about it. Batman in the canon started when he was 25. Bruce started being Batman at 25. And in the comics, in about the first three or five years is when he uh, had basically adopted Dick Grayson and started training him to be Robin and everything. So Pattinson's actually at the right age to have a Robin. He's slightly older than Bale was uh, when he first donned the cowl and everything. So uh, I wouldn't mind it. I think it's unlikely again, but we'll see. Um, Now it's time, though, for predictions. So I'm going to make a few predictions based off of what um, I've heard from these rumors as well as what I'd like to see and uh, the big thing is that Reeves is on record again saying that he wants this to be more of a detective story 
I think Chinatown is something that he um, had been watching and everything. He wants to emphasize that Batman is the world's greatest detective, which is something that has been kind of skirted about in the movies. But let me let's face it. There's never been a time where the public went in to see a Batman movie and walked out thinking that he was an absolute genius detective like they do with Sherlock Holmes. It just hasn't been put on screen before. To be fair, it wasn't emphasized um, so much and didn't always have to be, but most of the time when people walk out of a Batman movie, they think about how good of a fighter he is, how determined he is, how cool of a superhero he is, his cool villains, but I rarely do people, I think, associate him with being a detective. Maybe because Josh Gad is being rumored, but a part of me thinks this is going to be almost like Batman meets Murder on the Orient Express. And let me explain what I mean there. Murder on the Orient Express, <clears throat> the latest version was made by Kenneth Branagh. Josh Gad is in it. And uh, it's, again, it's a murder mystery where the detective has to investigate and all of his suspects are played by all-star, it's played by an all-star cast. It's just an A-list uh, group of actors in those roles. Uh, I'm curious if this is a similar thing where there's a mystery, and, but this time it's Batman and potentially Robin investigating, and the suspects are all the members of the rogues gallery. Now, that would be a very different Batman movie than we've ever seen. This would be the first time that's not about trying to save the city from destruction or anything like that. Uh, we have definitely heard that Catwoman and Penguin are going to be in it, uh, I think Catwoman you have to have in the Batman movies these days. You can't get away with how it used to be where where Catwoman is like the only, I mean, not Catwoman, but like there's only like one female character in the whole thing who is basically just there to be a love interest. Like they even did like they even did that in Batman Begins. We I rewatched that recently, and yeah, it's one of my favorites um, in terms of the live action Batmans. But like Rachel Dawes might as well have been Harvey Dent the whole time until the kiss scene at the end. And she's the only one who has any lines, really. Uh, Martha Wayne barely has anything. If they actually do have Carrie Russell in this, then hopefully they would make Martha Wayne a bigger character than they did in the past. But the, for some reason, superheroes, the, the moms aren't emphasized that much. And I guess maybe Snyder was trying to make up for that in, in Batman vs. Superman with the whole Martha thing. But that's, uh, that's a story for another time. But yes, I think Catwoman absolutely should be in this. Catwoman could probably be a femme fatale type. If this is a noir-type version of Batman, with Penguin being sort of the mobster... Sydney Green Street type of uh, character like you would see in the Maltese Falcon. Um, Riddler has been rumored. I think Riddler would be perfect for the detective version of this. And I'm going to make a prediction. I think uh, Reeves' second choice for Batman, Nicholas Holt, may end up snagging the Riddler. He is a um, you know he's a pretty solid actor in his own right. However, I between him and Pattinson, Pattinson to me is is fits the role of Batman way better. I think Holt, maybe it's because he just seems smaller physically, even though he's actually taller than Pattinson, I think. Um, maybe it's just a different quality of him. Maybe it's just because he's already played Beast in the X-Men movies, but I think he'd be better off um, in a villain role and taking on the Riddler. There was a rumor I read saying that he maybe he's up for Penguin, but... Uh, I'd rather not see yet another thin version of the Penguin. I think Robin Lord Taylor on Gotham nailed that down all right, but I'd, I'd still rather see 
the heavier version of it. So unless they put Nicholas Holt in a fat suit and everything, but um, there's plenty of actors who I think would be more fitting for that. But uh, similar to how Killian Murphy was auditioning for Batman and got the Scarecrow role or Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor and got Loki, I think it's likely we'll still see Nicholas Holt in this movie, just not as Batman, but as a villain. And uh, other villains that are potentially in this, as I've mentioned before, there's, there's basically were those rumors of Scarecrow, Bane. They were saying that there were half a dozen villains. So that means that if those rumors were true, there's still one villain remaining. I know Andrew has his heart set for Mr. Freeze. I'd love it for, be, for it to be Hugo Strange, but we'll just have to see. I predict the sixth villain is I, I've, I just have this feeling that one of the villains is going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be like Firefly or Blockbuster or Black Mask, though they're already doing Black Mask and Birds of Prey, so probably not. Uh, it'll probably be somebody who isn't as well-known, whereas everyone else is sort of well-known because they've already been in a Batman movie. Uh, lastly, I think that it's extremely likely that we're going to see some influence from The Long Halloween, Dark Victory, Hush, all the Jeff Loeb, comics because Jeff Loeb turns out taught Matt Reeves when Matt Reeves went to USC film school which by the way is also my alma mater fight on and uh, apparently Jeff Loeb taught there which I didn't know he wasn't around when I was there unfortunately but Jeff Loeb for those who aren't aware is famous for having written those stories that I listed Long Halloween Dark Victory Hush and all of them are a mystery that centers around a bunch of the rogues gallery members i don't know if that was deliberate or if it was mandated by dc but Loeb seems to specialize in trying to utilize the entire rogues gallery for better or worse i wouldn't be surprised then if reeves wants to do a similar thing and just use those as a template or an influence on how this one is written so those are my predictions on the Batman. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I'd love to see more and more news on this. I'm not going to fan cast or give my own choices on these. I've already done that before. And at this point, Reeves is already doing the movie and he's going to cast whoever he wants to do it, regardless of what I think. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you guys want to stay tuned, June 2019 is the 30th anniversary of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman movie. This is... Not necessarily the best Batman movie, but it is the most important because it got the sort of the idea of Batman being a blockbuster movie into the cultural zeitgeist. And more importantly, it's the movie that got me into the character. So I'm going to do a series of episodes this June centered around uh, the movie in terms of the development of it, in terms of the development of the story. I'm going to do an episode on the very first script that was written for it by Tom Mankiewicz which is available online. Uh, Mankiewicz wrote Superman the movie, and he wrote a, ver a version of the script that is probably one of my favorites uh, in terms of unmade Batman scripts, and set the template for stuff like Batman Begins, um, and a lot of the movies that ended up making it to the screen, even though this one didn't. Um, I'll not only be reviewing that, but also Julie Hickson and Tim Burton's original treatment of the story, where the first idea of... Um, I guess Joker being the gunman of the Waynes was introduced, though he did still kind of have a role in the Tom Mankiewicz version, but I'll cover that when we get there. Uh, Steve Englehart, who wrote The Laughing Fish, 
is uh, also somebody who wrote a treatment, so I'll be basically going over those in an episode. And lastly, I'll be going over the original scripts by Sam Hamm, who's credited for the movie, and the movie is based around his script. However, I reread his first draft recently, and oh my god. This would have been a way different movie if they made this. It would have been a much more character-focused movie and a superior one to what we got and would have required a completely different cast because his original version of Batman and Joker just do not fit Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. So if you're intrigued by that, stay tuned. I'll be doing episodes on pretty much all of those and even do a fun little bit of fan casting of who I think could have been or who I would have cast at the time in the 80s for the Tom Makowitz script, as well as the original version uh, that Sam Hamm wrote. You may be surprised who I end up casting as Batman instead of Michael Keaton. Anyway, those are my thoughts on Batman and what's coming up. In the meantime, um, share this out with somebody who might be doubting Robert Pattinson or share your own thoughts below on what you think of the role of him in the role, what, you know, what movies you've liked him in, what you would like to see in the movie. And uh, as always, if you like this content, please like and subscribe to the channel, and I'll talk to you later.